This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome again to the Weirdly Magical podcast. And I am Lou. I am a soul astrologer, author of two books, The Complete Guide to Astrology and Modern Astrology. I'm also a shamanic practitioner, a hypnotherapist, and um, I love to write. I love to help my clients uh, break the break free from the chains that bind. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Jen Duchen. I'm an Akashic uh, mentor, healer, guide, teacher. I creator of the Illuminating Journey cards, and I work with my clients to uh, so they feel safe enough to show up in their full bright light in all ways, free to do their work. So uh, we're going to be looking at the new moon in Aquarius uh, this time. But before we do, we're going to dive into our cards as usual. So Jen, what card did you pick? So I picked two today. One is the zero card, which is the number of uh, nothing and everything, so kind of a indication of pre-beginnings, just that space, the breath, the filling ourselves with what's the oxygen of what's available, knowing anything and everything is available, we can let go, we can hold on. And then the second card is the 11, which... Uh, I find interesting since the new moon is on the 11th mm. and this card is uh, very much speaks about uh, being connected to the power within being grounded in the earth mm. and connecting to what is coming in flowing in uh, speaks a lot to the that energy of being willing to receive what is true to you and it's always it's very electrical that card i always think it's uh and i think of a the aquarian energy is very electrical so uh yeah she's being zapped <laughs> yeah <laughs> and very willing very willing to receive it it's a very healing yeah absolutely it's it's kind of the energy the electrical energy of a ha's kind of like okay insight awakening kind of thing <laughs> yeah. so i picked i'm i'm like okay this is the card that wants to be seen so i picked the libra card um balance adjustment um coming to center and 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 you know as always they really do make sense to me um <laughs> Venus um, on this new moon is Venus rules Libra and this is the Libra card and Venus is um, conjunct Jupiter in the new moon and and she's um, at what degree are they at? They are at 12. Um, anyway, she uh, it, just to my mind, this is kind of 
the what we because this energy of this new moon there's so much aquarius energy when we will come to talk about that in a second and it's kind of is the energy of uh, kind of wakening up and being zapped like jen's card you know um, <laughs> it's, it's quite chaotic um aquarius can be quite chaotic or a lot of mental chaos kind of thing at least um and um and libra you know this is kind of the space to go into it's another air card so it's it's kind of bringing your mind to center and um as we record this on uh, what day are we on now february the first <laughs> we're recording this on february the first mercury station um retrograde a couple of days ago and i've actually started doing my morning pages practice again uh, which is three pages of um stream of consciousness writing done first thing in the morning before you're really kind of with it compass before your compass mentis and um and it's the best tool I find for kind of bringing your mind into that center to get in all these scattered pieces of thought and imagination um, kind of down out of you so that you're not kind of constantly in squirrel mode. So that's what that card's kind of saying to me that you, we need some kind of practice during this time because it's a very powerful time but um, it will be easy to be very scattered and um, and very restless. So we need some kind of practice to bring us into this kind of balance and adjustment. So that's what the card's saying to me. What do you think? I don't know. That card always looks to me like a creature. Obviously, it's like some kind of alien creature. Uh. <laughs> and, uh, it's like it's, it seems very alert a lot of eyes not many eyes um so uh, i i what i get from it and even my card in a sense is this idea of, of acceptance kind of the acceptance of what is um not the acceptance of giving up or i can't have what i want but this acceptance of this is the in order to have this change or to have this 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 um, kind of electrical storm this manifestation this energy the change you have to um i can't even say the word sometimes the words come and i can't say what they are but you just have to kind of gear up you just have to kind of it's like you're being recreated in a certain way and you just have mm -hmm. to go with it and not kind of like oh i want to hold on to what i was because i don't like this it's uncomfortable being you know zapped by all this energy and it's just like no you have to go there and that's kind mm -hmm. of like the way it reads to me is this this very curious creature, alien creature that's kind of is, is very pleasant. It doesn't have it's not it's not nasty or anything. It's just very cute and just very curious and just saying, come on, just do it. It's kind of like a kind of like a happy dog. You know, that's kind of how I see it. <laughs> OK, <laughs> I don't at all, but I'm sure that's one thing I love about these cards. Everybody gets what they're being. I kind of see her as the angel of justice because she's got the um the scales and things on there and and you know there's that saying about uh, justice is blind or whatever it is that uh, mm. that langston hughes um 
thing. But you know, behind is is all very yellow, which is a very uh, color of creativity. And Libra is a very creative sign as well. So there's definitely that, and and Libra is a, an air sign of the mind. So there's definitely um, there's yeah. a lot of perception and things in there. So for sure. Right. My uh, the belief, or at least what I hear from the records, you know, justice the the idea that justice is blind is that it has no attachment. And that's kind of what I'm talking about. The happy dog doesn't mm. have an attachment to any choice you make. Mm. Uh, it's just the choices you make will determine the outcome. So um, I guess we're talking about the same thing in a different way. Right? Mm. Anyway, that's what I love about cards, though. Um, <laughs> and that's why if you watch them on, if you watch on YouTube, you get to look at the image yourself. Um, somebody asked me to share the image of the cards every time I share the podcast and things, but I do enough work, honestly, yeah. <laughs> so it's like to find the images of the cards as well to share and things like that. <laughs> yeah, bit complicated. Yes, <laughs> uh, watch it on YouTube if, or just if you really want to see it or look just it up. Watch this first bit on YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> And mine is mine is always from the Toth Tarot, T-O-T-H-O-T-H. And Jen's, uh, of course, are her own cards, the Illuminated Journey cards. So um, Illuminating, right. So they're on my page and yeah. whatever, whatever. They're there somewhere. So the, the Aquarius New Moon on February the 11th, 2021, at 7.05 p.m. Universal Time, that's London time, is at 23 degrees and 16 minutes of Aquarius. It is the fifth of six new moons at 23 degrees. And um, for regular listeners, you'll know that um, I've regularly talked about the meaning of 23 and the significance of it um, over the last year and into this year. Next month, the 23 degrees Pisces new moon will be the last at 23 degrees, but um, Eris is still at 23 degrees Aries, and she is in sextile exactly to this new moon, which to my mind is an aspect of opportunity. Um, it's an opportunity to create something. Um, and uh, the new moon is conjunct Pallas Athena, Pallas Athena is at 21 degrees of Aquarius. Um, we've got so much Aquarius energy. So I'm just going to quickly run through what we have in Aquarius. Of course, I've added some extra bodies into it now. But we have uh, Caritlow, who um, Jen and I are going to talk about. Uh, she is uh, Chiron's wife, and um, we'll talk more about her energy. She moved into Aquarius a couple of days ago, as I record this. Um, uh, Saturn is at six degrees Aquarius. Jupiter and Venus are conjunct at 12 um, Aquarius. Asteroid Lilith is at 15 Aquarius. Mercury is retrograde at 16 Aquarius. And then Pallas Athena at 21 and Sun at Moon at 23 degrees Aquarius. That is one heck of a lot of Aquarius energy. <laughs> so we're <laughs> going to be talking a lot about Aquarius energy in this. Um, 
there's there's lots of other things to talk about. Uh, one of them is that Neptune is is opposing Vesta and their second of two of three, sorry, second of three oppositions. Um, and so we'll talk about that mutable Grand Cross a little more as well and various other things. So Jen, take it away. <laughs> yeah, very exciting. So much electricity, so much of the Aquarian energy. And as we're getting more juicy into the Aquarian age or whatever it is, whatever we're experiencing. Uh, so having this on the 11th day of February is very powerful because the 11 is a gateway, a portal. It's an entry point. So we know that this new moon is indicating a definite uh, change in direction. Like we're moving towards a very different way of being and thinking and acting and experiencing. We're moving away from the kind of earthboundness into more air expression, so more freedom. So that 11 is calling us to step into that space of trusting, knowing that you know this, this kind of thing that's happening as we expand also requires that we trust the people we're working with, that we trust ourselves, that we're bringing ourselves into the space. It is an 18 universal date, which means that we have to let go of things. We're releasing a lot of things that have been comfortable to us, comfortable to our ego. So this step forward and the letting go, 11 translates to a two. So it's about relationships, connection, connection to our intuition, connection to how we look at our two parts, yin, yang parts or male, female, whatever you call it, the two parts of ourselves, the one that's intuitive, the one that takes action, finds connection in the two, uh, also boundary setting. So this is really part of how do we do what we need to do in order to become more Aquarian influenced, infused, etc. How do we become more comfortable with this Aquarian energy, which can be very strange to us because we've lived in such an earthbound energy where we knew where everything was and what it all meant and how it was going to unfold. So this really is just taking us closer to that. Um, the degree, the 23 degree that uh, Lou mentioned, we talked a lot about uh, remembering was a year ago in just over a year ago when we had all of those planets meeting at 23. Mm -hmm. It was the uh, Saturn and Pluto and Jupiter, etc. So a uh, very big movement because the 23 is not only a five and we're in a five year. So we have a double energy of movement, of, of expansiveness, of moving away. It's kind of like everybody's moving. We're, we're moving from a fixed world of how we've lived to a mobile world. And so we're gathering our stuff and start moving the 23 speaks to the courage that it requires. Of course, uh, Leo, um, yeah, Leo opposite Aquarius, so the heart that's needed in order to get the mind engaged, in order to move into a different energy. Um, and we're in a seven months now. February is a seven months. So we have the two and the seven, which is repeated here. We also have the 16 minutes. That's the seven. So I think this is just another uh, um, 
kind of reminder of what's important in a seven months with a seven energy we are going inward we're re-searching for what is true we're remembering what matters and of course that speaks to our um, retrograde of mercury at, in aquarius it's mm -hmm. like we're re-becoming or reconnecting to what's true so we need to think about it uh, we need to enter the space of germination with more intention, more expansion. Mm. Now, my it's it's kind of funny you mentioned the Mercury retrograde. My words for this Mercury retrograde are rewired and reweird <laughs> because <laughs> because and the, and they're an anagram wired and weird um, and. Um, Aquarius, as Jen mentioned, is is quite a strange energy, you know, and um, it's it's um, very unique, but it's this strange mix of um, kind of conservative and ultra modern, bringing the old in in a very new way. And, you know, I've seen article after article this week, but one particularly that um, uh, caught my attention was on CNN saying, well, it was titled um are we getting weirder <laughs> they perhaps we're simply becoming ourselves and um and you know this this mix in aquarius is very much connected with the uh, physical distancing that we've um um experienced and that we're having really to get pretty much used to you know, uh, you know, I see lots of people um, saying, oh, I miss hugs and I miss, you know, all this kind of stuff. And I'm going, well, actually, I don't really. <laughs> I'm actually okay. There was, there was another article. <laughs> well, I don't feel like I have to hug everybody in the world personally, you know. Mm -hmm. um, there was another article about, um, I'm kind of going off on all these articles I've read because they seem very relevant to this intense um um, Aquarian energy about um, losing whole um, categories of friendships and they were counting all this kind of social encounters that uh, we used to get on a daily basis by being out in the world with you know you'd go to I don't know the, the stores and talk to a load of people or or you'd go to um, I used to go to music gigs and and be surrounded by people we're no longer doing that and and it is a very different world and um, and that um, the article I read was actually you know kind of saying it's very sad that we weren't we're losing all these friends and I'm thinking <laughs> well, are they friends anyway you know we're not um, <laughs> But anyway, we're rewiring how we think about things. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm kind of going off on these articles. But my point is, my point is that uh, this, you know, to go back to that electrical energy that we talked about with Aquarius, I think we really are being rewired with this intense Aquarian energy. And to go back to that 23 and the things I've talked about with 23 over and over about it being so connected to our human physicality, you know, I think our bodies are being rewired. I really, um, I did um, a presentation um, 
a couple of them over the weekend actually and i i've i've been um exploring dwarf planet series but um but in my um research for that you know i was looking back to um the discovery of series in 1801 and the industrial revolution that began shortly before that, but really kind of kicked in after the discovery of Ceres, which was then an asteroid. And I'm kind of wondering if the age of Aquarius, the move into it kind of started back then. And, and now we're at this point where we're at the, um, the last pushes down the birth canal with the great conjunction of Saturn and uh, Jupiter on December the 21st, 2020 at zero Aquarius. And I think over the next few years, we're going to be uh, changing massively and we are being rewired. And um, I find it interesting that um, the new moon is not only aspecting Eris in Aries, and Aries is very much about I, I am, my identity. And um, Eris is chaos and discord and shakes everything up as well. So changing our identity. Uh, Pallas Athena is conjunct the new moon. And she is uh, kind of the wise strategist, warrior um, kind of energy. But she's the planner. She creates like the blueprints and the plans to go forward. So that's rewiring in a different way as well. You know, uh, you wiring harnesses are like a blueprint. They're like a map of connections and things. Um, Mercury is uh, retrograde and uh, almost conjunct asteroid Lilith. Um, asteroid Lilith is the only physical manifestation of the Lilith energies in um, in astrology. And she is said to be kind of the original Lilith that was actually in the Garden of Eden with um, with Adam, um, made equally. And she's kind of taking her place again um, in the rewiring. Black Moon Lilith is the outcast, the shamed Lilith who was thrown out and called all horrible names. Um, Asteroid Lilith is kind of the the one the part before that. Um, and then we have Venus and Jupiter <laughs> exactly conjunct at 12 degrees of um, Aquarius. The two benefics, as they're called in more traditional astrology, uh, you know, expansive, uh, lucky, um, can be a bit overblown. But um, it, but in a way, you know, Venus um, represents so many things. Jupiter represents expansion, faith and belief. But Venus is always said to represent love and beauty. But to my mind, she she represents so much more. She's kind of our higher selves. She's the higher incarnation of Earth, Earth itself. And so I just think overall, this whole chart is saying that we're being rewired <laughs> to give that electrical kind of um, um, the word metaphor again <laughs> right so uh, i i think uh, well first of all we are electrical in the sense of how our bodies work right i mean in the, the sense of being connected to souls it's not just matter it's mm. electricity and matter oh absolutely neurons and the brain yeah, and... all of that and that's in yeah. the quantum 
thinking about in terms of when this Aquarian age began. I mean, we could say every every moment since 1208 or whenever it was, you know, 1256, uh, when the original um, entry point for um, Saturn and Pluto, Jupiter, that we talked about last year, 1200, you know, could be that could be the moment that the oh, I, I don't think there is any one moment. Right. I'm okay. I'm talking yeah. about the the big shift kind right. of. Thing. Yeah. I'm just saying that there are many moments that could happen. Yeah. You know, because just like life, you know, death begins the moment you're born. Right, it's kind of the same thing. Right, so there are many moments, but that is an interesting idea that. Um, oh, I've seen, I've seen many astrologers say it began with the industrial age. So right, uh, I'm a, not alone. So yeah, you know, I'm not arguing with you anything. Yeah. Just saying it is a, a, you know, obviously there's a key uh, point in the industrial age when we move from um, people doing the work and then machines taking over, and this is just another extension of mm. machinery in a sense, like technology is a higher vibration of machinery because mm. you know, it's based on technology it's based on people being less used as um in the way they have been in terms of just needing things to be done mm. which is what's happening now is we have all this technology that is changing who we are and how we experience life so it does make sense that it's uh, people talk about in terms of the um, industrial age being mm. the kind of lower vibration of the Aquarian age and then stepping into the next level, right? Mm. Because with technology, machinery, now we have the AI and all the stuff that's mm. taking machinery that can now operate like humans did and do all those things. So I think that's interesting. I also find it very interesting the uh, uh, because um, Mercury, which is the first retrograde of the year, uh, besides what was in retrograde when we came in, uh, is at 16 degrees. So 16, 16. That's amazing, right? That's a double seven. Mm. And we are in the double seven of the, the month is a seven. And the 16 is about the intuition. And of course, so it's like being aware, if we think about intuition, that's electric, right? That's, mm -hmm. that's the currency of our um, energy. So a lot of what we are looking at is currency, whatever, whatever way we want to think about it, it's a, the energy of currency, the movement, which would impact uh, money, stock market, which is related to um, certainly to Jupiter and to um, Venus. Venus, as well as this idea of how we think about those things. What do we think about the currency and how we use currency or energy to activate change or keep things running, keep them running smoothly? How are we using that? And then remembering that, uh, of course, Mercury is the lower octave of Uranus and Uranus is this incredible energy of expansion and kind of weirdness if you want because it's so futuristic it is so um, uncaring about what has been put in place 
Mm. And, and it's just, when it comes, it brings change. And it's also at seven, right? There's a lot of that seven energy of needing to reflect on how are we going to use this energy that's been given to us, this kind of push of electricity, this wild energy that's coming in, that's going to give us this leap. How will we embrace this, this shift? Because the seven is about our inner wisdom, but it's also about the expression of our wisdom. So that's kind of like what you're talking about, the, the acceptance of uh, the truth of who we are, or which may have been weird, and which is why I was talking about the 1200s, because mm-hmm. that was a key time where there was a lot of pressure on people to uh, uh, conform to the church, right? To this is the truth. The truth is this, and you can't change it. And the suppression, and all of the periods since then where people have used away. I've got my, <laughs> my cats visiting. <laughs> <laughs> cats have something to say. <sighs> Bringing the alien intelligence. Yes. With its tail. But um, yeah, so there's all of those times that mm-hmm. the, the oppression of thinking, free thinking that has come from religion, um, uh, which has, you know, which was rebelled against, say, when the the Gutenberg, the the writing, the printing press, the industrial age, all these different things have given people uh, opportunity to break free. And this really is a leap of um, faith, a leap of breaking free. So are we willing to uh, engage in that greater freedom? Because mm. our 2021 overview, if anybody remembers watching it, one of the words was liberation. And, and well, kind of this is what we were talking about, all this Aquarian energy. And, you know, I do take your point completely about the 1200s, you know, and, and the shifting of the ages. Uh, even as humans and in all cycles, we're dying from the minute we were born. <laughs> so you are right in that respect. But it also speeds up towards the end. Yeah. <laughs> the, the um the kind of collapse and the and the rot speeds up towards the end. <laughs> but then we also get smart. it also speeds up at the beginning and so in the middle. Right. We're, we're more keen. That's the thing, though, right? It's like yeah. when we know we have, like, in the middle period that we've been kind of stuck in, we mm. think we've got a lot of time. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, we're speeding up, and it's like it's the opportunity is now, whether we're willing to take it or not. Yeah. But we have to act. We have to really gear up that energy inside of us that tells us right now we must claim the liberty to be who we are as weird as it is and express all those things out there uh, because that is the path forward Mm. and i certainly am inspired when i listen to people online etc talking just people like ordinary people or people that have shows etc and all of a sudden they're way more outspoken than Mm. they were you know three months ago, five months ago, two years ago. Like there's a huge, <laughs> I have to laugh at the cat moving back and forth, wafting her wisdom <laughs> to us, mere mortals. You know, so this is it. It's people going, well, I got nothing to lose. I think that was the greatest lesson we learned from the 
45th president of the USA yes. and others like him is this idea that when you decide that you're going to do something, you just do it and people just go along. So mm -hmm. you might as well speak out, do your thing and not be worried about, you know, what is the opinion of others? Anyway, before we go on, quick ad break. <laughs> we have a Patreon, patreon.com forward slash weirdly magical. Thank you to all our patrons that help support our work. And if you would like to support our podcast and our work for just, well, you can actually pick your own amount. We suggest $3 a month. You can actually change it and choose it and choose an amount to support our work. We do a patron only um, card reading um, and I'm going to be doing a quick run through um, what that where the new moon is in the signs I think as well for this one we also have swag now woohoo Woohoo! Um, we have t-shirts long short long sleeve short sleeve we have mugs we have phone cases we have all kinds of swag and you can find a link to that on our facebook page weirdly magical on facebook and this is our swowl for those listening it's an owl and a swan for cosmic owl astrology and um swan akashic swan guidance i'm getting used to the name and our lovely uh friend Chloe Plasma did the design for us and um, anyway she did the swowl so get your swag join us on Patreon like us on Facebook but let's go back to the um, to the energies so I was thinking as well about this Aquarius though yes it is about liberation and individuality and uniqueness and all those things but Aquarian also has this real um, Aquarius also has a real humanitarian group feel, but it's more, um, it's not group think feel. I don't think Aquarius, it's more kind of, um, group as in, um, cause or, um, finding like minds uh, coming to, um, agreement or finding your group of like minds, your people, if you like. So there's a big shift in emphasis and, you know, Jen and I are both in, in the USA and um, Jen mentioned that 40, 45th president whose name shall not be spoken again. And, <laughs> and uh, we are into the 46th president and it's a big shift in energy, no matter who you support it. This is not, you know, the energy has shifted tremendously. Um, uh, it's just feels very different. A lot of it coincided with um, with all this entry into Aquarius. Of course, there's a couple of other shifts um, astrologically. Uh, the primary one being Neptune in Pisces squaring the lunar nodes. Um, I'll talk to that more in a little bit about the mutable Grand Cross. But um, but you know. Uh, we have we can't separate this individuality um, um, subject and things from the group and the cause in um, with all this Aquarian energy. And that's off. That's really represented by the fact that Saturn is the traditional ruler of Aquarius and Uranus is the modern ruler of Aquarius. And they are approaching the the first of three exact squares um, in 2021, just um, uh, 
a few days after this new moon. And so they're in orb, as it's called. I think Jen mentioned it already. Uranus is already at seven degrees. Saturn will be at seven degrees by then. So they, they will square off at seven. And, you know, that's uh, everybody's kind of talking. You know, I've I've changed my opinion on squares in astrology. Um, astrologers are always going, oh, it's going to be really tense. It's going to be really tough. It's going to be real clash, clash head um, and things like that. Well, it's not always turning out to be that way because the key um, with a square really is that it causes the tension that creates the change and it's the integration. So Saturn being mastery and Saturn being about mastering Aquarius because he's in Aquarius. He's going to spend a good couple of years in Aquarius. And then Uranus over there in Taurus um, is about in our values, um, what we value, all that kind of stuff. He's um, they're squaring off saying, really, it's time to master this rewiring according to what you really truly value and that may may have shifted over these last few years of chaos i know my core values have have shifted you know i remember before all this chaos started <laughs> and i was in the coaching world that's where kind of where jen and i met and um and, you know, I remember going to, on a trip to L.A. and driving around the really swanky house areas and things and and going, oh, dream big. You might have one of those houses one day. I don't want one of those houses. <laughs> what was I thinking? <laughs> <laughs> the tendency more now is to, you know, uh, want less and to need less stuff. It, and in it. That's just one example of of kind of how many people's values have been changing. And it's not because of uh, not being able to have them or whatever. It's it's not wanting, not desiring that anymore. It's desiring something more meaningful. So, yeah. Yeah, I think that does speak, though, to this idea of Saturn and uh, and of course the and, uh, and Uranus in Taurus because it's about understanding our resources and using our resources responsibly so it's not like this idea of just oh uh, uh, which is really what happened with the kind of earth energy is how can we use all our resources look it's all available we're going to use it all and yeah. then coming to this realization that it this is the Aquarian thing that we work together. We work in harmony with the resources. So the earth is a living being. We can't just rape the earth and just take whatever we want and go, oh, well, there's plenty there. Who cares if it comes to an end? It's, it's like, no, this is something valuable. This is something we want to respect and we want to respect ourselves and respect other people and treat people in that way. What does it look like when we step away from the illusion of um, what it means to be abundant, to be wealthy? We don't need to have a big house. Like if you want one, fine. If it fits in with you and it works for the world, do that. But if you're doing it because you want to impress others, and I think this is the key mm. 
this Aquarian age is the age of impressing others with nothing behind it, the veneer is yeah. gone. So yeah. if you doing it for someone else, then stop doing it. Do it for you, do it for your values, do it for your neighbors, do it for the people you love. That's the Aquarian energy. But it also allows all of us to be free in a new way that we don't have to go along and go, okay, I've got to put on this act. I've got to put on my, one of my expressions, I've never liked that expression, fake it till you make it. I've always hated that expression because it always speaks like I'm somebody who's, you know, for me, the truth is the, you know, it's like my value. I value people who are truthful. I value myself when I'm truthful. Uh, I value that honesty, that generosity that comes from real, from a real place, from the heart, not just let me just do all this stuff so you'll do something for me. Oh. And, right? Oh. So to me, that idea of faking it till you make it is bullshit. It's like, why do you need to fake it? If this is, if you're learning something, you're learning it. You don't have to pretend you can do something. Hey, if you want to try something, you don't know how to do it, you can do it. Nobody's stopping you. That, um, that to me speaks about the Aquarian age, like Saturn and Uranus. They're, no, they're not bullshitters. They're just like, this is it. You said this, do this, right? You want this, take this leap, go for it. You know, it's like we can have all the excuses in the world, but right now we have this opportunity to let go of the old stories, let go of the hardship, let go of the things that, the reasons why we said we couldn't have things. Because mm. a lot of times we didn't have them because we don't want them, right? We yeah. just said we couldn't have them because we didn't know how to do it politely. Say, look, I'm not interested, right? But now we can, now we can go, yes, I had that story and it kept me safe. And I love that it kept me safe, but now I can leap away from it. I can change my mind. I can do something different. This is all about changing the mind, changing the heart, right? Yeah, in that Leo, yeah, the rewiring. And and you're right, Saturn, particularly Saturn in Aquarius, I think is is really cutting out the bullshit completely. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, I, he was he was starting to do it because he did dip into Aquarius in 2020 and went back into Capricorn. But now he's solidly in Aquarius. It's always kind of, it's almost kind of making me laugh how people are <laughs> uh, speaking differently. And you know, I'm I'm referring mo more mostly to posts on fa on Facebook because uh, you know, other than my small circle, I talk to people on Facebook really. So, uh, but you know, people their tone is different. People are just more like, no. <laughs> that's bullshit now <laughs> i'm not gonna do this anymore and and uh i'm not gonna take it <laughs> yeah and it's it's very refreshing because the you know as as we head as saturn and pluto and all the other planets in capricorn were destroying and pluto's still there or bringing the destruction of our structures and and of society and the square to Eris, who reveals the um, the vanity of the bonfires, so to speak, or the vanity of the elites. Um, you know, as they destroyed it all, we needed something to come in and go. No, that's it. No bullshit. So. <laughs> <laughs> right. 
Exactly. And yeah. I mean, even the fact of Uranus being in uh, um, in Taurus, Taurus, mm -hmm. the uh, Europa, the whole story of Europa, the female on the bull, mm -hmm. this freedom of being, you know, being in with the 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 movement of the mm -hmm. the motion of this massive energy that needs it doesn't need controlling right it doesn't like that just doesn't work but what works it's just like when you ride a horse or you, you do those things where you work with a horse mm -hmm. not that i'm a rider but what i know of it it's about understanding and moving the body to send the signals right you're not trying to control it you're not trying to whip it you're not trying to hurt it oh no you yeah you, you want it you want to be one that's europa that's the that female energy on mm. with the bull because yeah. the bull you, you know it's like when people the ancients would ride on the um in the boats they didn't have any fancy equipment but they felt the flow of the water they understood the energy of the water and that's how they used to navigate yeah and they watched the rise of the the, the stars so they would know where to mm. go so it's the same thing we are learning or relearning how to navigate the world when we say no i don't want that or you know it's good you could just go ahead without me or whatever it is and then instead of being in that system that i always call the bully system where we just go along because mm. the bully's in charge we're just like detangling from the bullies and going we're not doing that and then they yeah. say that perfect english word nonplussed yes <laughs> i love that word <laughs> <laughs> but it is so true you know we had all the um and of course you know Aquarius is the energy of revolution too. And we had the insurgents at the Capitol building, which was interesting. And um, but and now we've got the the Wall Street revolution happening with all this stuff going on with GameStop yeah. and, and things like that, which was so Leo full moon, by the way. Oh my god, because Leo <laughs> is Leo is play and games and and, and fun and mars was squaring the leo full moon saying stop <laughs> and game stop anyway there was that <laughs> the revolutionary vibe so we're gonna you know uh, the the insurgents at the capital they they are the energy of revolution too whether you believe in their cause or not um that it's all bringing the change it's you you know um the status quo is going, you know, and I think we are in the death throes of um, unfettered capitalism, I hope. I really, but I really do kind of think we are, you know, I think people have realized that the whole system is gamed, to go back to that whole metaphor again, and that, um, and it's got to stop and we've got to change it. And I don't think, I think the momentum is such that things are going to change um, overall. How they'll shake out, I do not know, but I think they will. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's so perfect. But I think that's a perfect uh, analogy for what's going to happen. Because I remember the Akashic Masters were telling me, like at the beginning of the year, when people were going, oh, yeah, we know this is what's going to happen. Those, you know, before they knew what was going to happen at the capital in the US, for those who are in the US, 
they uh, were saying, yes, there's going to be a revolution and these, this new group is going to take over. And I remember the masters were telling me, whatever you think is going to happen, it's not, it's not going to happen the way you think. And well, that, Aquarius is, yeah. an, is <laughs> you cannot predict Aquarius. Right, it's unpredictable. <laughs> but I do think what is the predictable part of the unpredictable is we're going to have those kind of pop, like a pop-up experience yeah that's going to whack us out and everyone's going to go like what's happening and then there's going to be a two weeks and there's going to be another pop-up like <laughs> something happening that is so intense that we don't need all of the the whole drama of it we just need yeah. a, a slice of it and it whips us all into a different place right and i think that's really what's going to keep happening but they're not going to be predictable because we had the one on the six which was violent and aggressive and then the one with the GameStop thing which some people may have said was aggressive etc but it's this idea how it was can a we... billion a billion there was a billionaire on some interview crying about it. it was an attack on wealthy people and I was going oh so you're the victim they're the victims now <laughs> Everybody wants to be the victim. So yeah, it's like, oh, I'm like, oh, the tears of the billionaires are delicious. Whatever, like every, like all of this is the thing is when we understand that everything that has been written in stone, no matter yeah. what it is, will be, will be challenged. And it is a game. It will have its, you know, it's loss of some kind. Yeah. And so we don't know how, but we will experience it. And, you know, it's just like this thing with COVID, which has mm -hmm. been so powerful. It certainly has stopped us in our tracks. It stopped our thinking about how things could be and we're going to carry on being mm -hmm. and how we would just go back to normal, knowing that was never normal, right? That was never the way it was. And, you know, even now people going, we could skate through because we had the illusion, like you were talking about, Lou, we mm -hmm. had the illusion that we were actually connected to people because we had conversation or we bumped them in the street. It really was all just bullshit. I mean, so much bullshit about being connected to people, like even people in their families, like, yeah, I've got these kids and everything's cool. I go to work and I never have to talk to them. And now it's like, oh, well, now you're right. You, this is your life. This is what you created. Like, how are you going to live with it? Or the opposite. I'm alone. I don't have anyone. I'm, mm -hmm. you know, my life sucks because I can't see anyone. I'm, you know, and now people going, well, I'm going to have to get real about my feelings. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. And speaking of, uh, of COVID, um, we, Jen, I want to talk a bit about the mutable Grand Cross that we've mentioned a few times. It's the lunar nodes, the south node in Sagittarius, the north node in Gemini, Neptune and Ceres in Pisces have just squared the lunar nodes and they are moving. They're actually moving towards each other, the north node. and um, But Vesta is uh, now retrograde. And as I mentioned at the start, she is opposing Neptune. Um, on the day of this new moon that's upcoming and and that is really shifting us into this place of 
I always call it the practical mystic line, um, but it's it's shifting us into new knowledge and new truth as well. But it's a mutable mutation. And we do have uh, these mutations of um, COVID that are, you know, everybody's very afraid of. I kind of think that I'm not saying people won't get them. I'm not saying there won't be hot spots. I'm, you know, um, I've long said that, you know, we're probably going to be with this thing for quite some time, at least till the end of this year, but not at the intensity we're at now, I don't think because people are getting vaccinated. But this mutable Grand Cross is bringing the mutations, to be quite honest. And and Vesta in Virgo is um, heading uh, back to square the nodes again. She's opposing Neptune on this. But, but by the end of February, this gr mutable Grand Cross is going to start pulling apart and separating. So I kind of have a feeling that the mutations that are happening now i don't know if there's going to be like loads more i don't think it's going to be keep mutating at a massive pace i've really felt a shift in in the pandemic since the since neptune squared the notes um globally numbers are going down yes there are hot spots portugal and spain um, are having a hard time again but really as well, it's in uh, Brazil. Brazil's having a hard time too, or at least a couple of places in Brazil. But um, globally, I think we've kind of hit a tipping point. I still think, you know, we're going to be masked up and, and physically distanced for some months now. And as we build up more people getting vaccines, more people... Um, um, you know, learn, having had the virus as well, of course, and, and things like that. But, um, you know, personally, from the astrology, I think we've tipped a corner. And one other thing that makes me think that is that Saturn is opposing Hygieia, which is global health. I kind of think that they have reaching their tipping point as well and going to start moving across. And Saturn can be kind of blocks endings uh, kind of thing so I, I think you you know there's certainly a lot there just in the numerology point of view uh, well one thing before i go into numerology is this idea that remembering that uh when you have that it's kind of a similar action right you're having vesta the fire and the the kind of all of that the virgo in kind of energy mm -hmm. with Neptune, which is the rising disease, which is to clean out what is mm -hmm. hidden, right? And uh, that's important, like for this to rise, when you think about our society and how it was going in the wrong direction, it needed a cleansing, it needed that as awful as it has been uh, for so many of us or all of us, you know, in our own way, it is part of that cleaning up our act, our recognition of the things that have the acts and the behaviors and the, the ways of dealing with people because whatever, they were yeah. not important enough. Um, so this is really that sort of wake up call. But if I look at the numbers, the 19, that's really about endings and new beginnings. So mm -hmm. an ending of a cycle. And then with uh, Saturn and Hygieia, the sixth, this is about the community, local community, 
It's about loving and bringing beauty to what is in your own neighborhood. So um, taking care of yourself, taking care of your family, um, your neighbors. So I think it speaks to that, like this change of heart that is uh, we have experienced by realizing that disease doesn't care about your bank balance. Mm -hmm. Disease doesn't care about that stuff. It, it goes everywhere yeah. and, um, and crosses all lines. And so that's really part of this experience. I also feel like, and that's what I've heard, is that, and again, it all depends, free will. We have free will. So if we make certain choices, it could ramp up. But right now, it still feels like it's, it's going down, that we've hit the, the worst of it. Yeah which doesn't mean people won't have, as you said, hotspots or people won't incur things. But just when you're on the downward energy of it, then it's not, it's not going to continually build up, although it may feel like it mm -hmm. until uh, uh, later in the year. But, uh, once we hit, once the, the nodes move out of um, the cycle, right? Then move out of Gemini and yeah. You know, move into more movement. So, yeah. yeah, it's very interesting. But also, I think what's really important here is that we take in the lessons of this experience. So we choose wisely yeah. how we want to engage and live with the world, yeah. which kind of brings us to the, some of those things we talked about, the Cariclo and the... Um, I was just going to mention Cariclo. Yeah. <laughs> We, I think we, we cover Cariclo quickly because I think we're going to talk about her a lot over the next few weeks. But um, she and she just entered Aquarius, Cariclo, the wife of Chiron. Um, and she is she was discovered in 1997 at 6 Leo, which is exactly where Hygieia is right now. And so she is reaching her opposition. So she's reaching kind of her her own full moon if you like and she's entered aquarius and she's known by M melanie reinhardt describes her as the uh, spinning grace or the grace spinner and i've been jen will give her view on her in a second i've been meditating on cariclo and because i'm approaching my own cariclo return she has a 62 year cycle uh, my cariclo is at, at three aquarius and I kind of, you know, I've been looking into her. There's not much known about her mythically, but she was, she, she's known as the wife of Chiron. And it's believed that she kind of helped him and he was teacher to the gods. So maybe she was teacher as well. You know, I kind of see her as the storyteller, the oral storyteller, the store weaver of stories. And in Aquarius, yeah, I see it like a spider's web weaving um together a new story um spinning tales kind of thing all those words keep coming to mind that's what i get about cariclo and so she's going to be spending quite some time in aquarius so um, and following in to all these other energies um what's your opinion on cariclo so uh, i engaged with her uh, last year i guess that was well must have been the beginning of last year I started noticing her so I had just passed my um or was just experiencing my um 
return, character return. So um, what I find about her, which to me, she represents to me, and I, I feel like she represents different things to everyone just because of where they show up, that she represents a part of the great mother, a great healer. I absolutely know that she, her energy is very healing, but it's also very mystical. She's a mystical healer. She's somebody who uh, takes different roles and has been in the background. So holding things together or um, I kind of feel like she was the great mother of all of the, um, uh, what were the uh, Chiron, they were. Centaurs. Yeah, the centaurs. It feels like she was the one that, even though she wasn't a centaur, she kept kind of kept that energy together and held things together. Um, and how she comes through to me is this incredibly wise and peaceful uh, energy, very strong, very peaceful. And that's how I feel like she was one of those people that maybe they, she wasn't well known per se, her name wasn't well known, but she was the one that held or kept Space. all these different factions uh, mm -hmm. connected without, you know, going into war or uh, like the spider's webs, you wave it all together. Yeah. Right. right. <laughs> that's how yeah. she speaks to me. I think that's something to think about this great wise being that <laughs> understands the individuality and has the compassion for, um, which I think in some ways has to do with Aquarius or as. I think I think in Aquarius it's it's kind of limitless compassion for humanity really as a whole. It's um, that's her kind of energy in there. But we I, I look at where she started in Leo, you know, and she she's where Hygieia, which is health, <laughs> is right now on this new moon, and and will be opposing that point. So maybe she's bringing in the compassion. Um, and the healing for that you know there's a lot of people struggling with you know what we've lost that we can't hug anymore and things like that you know just because i'm okay with it i understand that it's not you know some people it's a real struggle you know i'm lucky i i have a husband i like and i live with so i'm you know quite content um in his company some people are really struggling with it you know mm. that's uh, and I do honor that. And I wonder if her presence is in there to help us to um, to find this ultimate compassion for those that are struggling and humanity as a whole, because this has been a, a, a global phenomenon that what's been happening to us um, over this recent time. Right. <clears throat> um... <clears throat> oh, interesting, losing my voice out of this. <laughs> I was just thinking there is another uh, that I don't, uh, I thought it was with an age, Humea. Is it Humea? Humea, yeah, she's. It's a very great compassionate being. But I, mm. I do think and agree with you, especially with this, this kind of shining the light on the playful aspect of um, compassion, mm. uh, this idea of um, kind of re. Uh, reweaving our um, joy, our childlike mm -hmm. energy of being uh, in in joy with being who we are, and, and mm -hmm. 
receiving what we need, even though it may not be from those that we wish. If I think about her role or so-called role with Chiron, you know, the idea of being uh, carrying a wound and not being able to die and, mm -hmm. and having a wound that con constantly is in pain, uh, that wasn't for you. Uh, there's a lot to be said about that being our past, right? The past mm -hmm. of who we've been. It's the wounds of what we imagine, right? Uh, so, um, yeah, it's an opportunity to find a playful, joyful, expansive, warm, new space of mm -hmm. being loved for who we are. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, we're well over an hour already, so shall we look at our symbols? And we are going to be revisiting Glow a lot, I think. Now she's in this Aquarius party and we're moving into the age of Aquarius. So I'm going to read my symbol first of all this time, but a reminder again, weirdly magical, sorry, patreon.com forward slash weirdly magical to become a patron and support our podcast. And the swag is on our Facebook page, all kinds of designs. And we have the big design on the back and the big design on the front and all very, so many permutations you get and colors. <laughs> but um, Aquarius 24, I find it interesting. Both our symbols have bears in this time. So, um, Oh, by the way, I did want to mention, and anybody, I'm not going to talk about it loads, but um, Chinese New Year begins on this new moon. Um, we're moving from the year of the rat into the year of the ox, and uh, rats are often associated with plagues. So there's another little nice idea for you. Right, mine doesn't have a beer, but 23 has a beer. Oh, I looked at the wrong one then. <laughs> uh, good job I'm only reading mine because I went to read the wrong one. Okay, so mine is a large brown bear picking and eating apples. Gross indulgence and a conscience that just won't quit, saturating your energy field with exaggerated gestures of capitulation to your own lower nature. But you do this in continual ironic juxtaposition to an observing intelligence and a keen conscience which deplore and have no use for your own shenanigans, being split between the compulsive and addictive personality and the dispassionate and icily, icily removed consciousness. You're trying to turn yourself around by alternately binging and reforming but each binge triggers a reaction of the other side of mind and each renunciation and for reformation in turn triggers a further reaction. This dialectic between being bad and being good is all on the pro and con level of the dualistic mind. The only hope in this pattern lies in wearing out both ends so that a third place can open in which neither acting out nor becoming exemplary is all that necessary. You do what you do and you see it the way you see it and all the self-conscious overlays and each and every self-manipulation in whatever direction dissolve when the space is clear. And to my mind, that explains the card I pulled at the first page. <laughs> 
<laughs> kind of that stopping going that big seesaw um because aquarius you know it's got saturn and uranus it's that um that's they're very uh, oppositional areas um energies really um and you know we're in that in between space that liminal space right now of of being rewired so you know we may be veering between the binging and the reforming so yeah Right, and we're conditioned to living a certain way. We're, we're conditioned to living through um, punishing ourselves or making ourselves yeah. wrong and then trying to be perfect. And so that's the, the seesaw. But in actual fact, that's not the requirement of Saturn you know, or Uranus. No, it's to come to balance of those scales <laughs> that's right or in my heart to be in that space yes. in that perfect space where you're receiving and grounding and exactly and and be connected and safe at the same time all right so aquarius uh, 24 in the sabian symbol a person having overcome their passions teaches deep wisdom in terms of their experience the keynote, constructive use to which difficult past experiences can be put as examples for those who are still striving to overcome their passions. Mm -hmm. Every type of experience can be made to serve a spiritual response. Every person, however humble their status, can be an example to younger people who are still struggling to overcome or control compulsive drives of their emotional biological natures. Whoever has managed a difficult performance contributes to the collective wisdom of their community and people kind. Every achievement is to be passed on to those who may be inspired by it to greater and more adequate efforts. It is the responsibility of anyone who has taken one step ahead in their evolution to help others take that step. This is true education. The key word is communicability. Cool. Mm -hmm. Well, that kind of says the same as my symbol. Yeah, yeah I think. In a very different way. As, uh, yeah. I, I may not write it that way, but um, it basically says the spiritual understanding the spiritual path or the actions or um, that once you know them once you learn compassion you teach it to others once mm -hmm. you have an experience you take away the pain of the other mm -hmm. so yeah yeah and that's very kind of aquarius you know okay. community uh, and communication helping others so right Doing it for the common, that we all help each other, so we all move yeah. together. Yeah. So I think we've gone, yeah, we're about at time. Last time was really long, so sorry about that. We, we tend to get carried away. There's so much to say, there's so much going on. But just, uh, this is um, one of the nicer new moons, more exciting new moons we've had in a long time after this energy shift so enjoy it and set lots of hopes and wishes because it's aquarius is also the sign of hopes and wishes 
All right. So Jen, how can people find you? So people can find me on my website, jenduchenne.com, J-E-N-D-U-C-H-E-N-E.com. Uh, you can also find me on YouTube. I uh, have uh, I do weekly readings with the Illuminating Journey cards and other things. So Jen Duchenne, Akashic Swan Guidance. I finally changed it all. And my group on Facebook, Akashic Swan Guidance. I have a page, Akashic Swan Guidance. And um, the Illuminating Journey cards available on my website. I also teach classes. Uh, right now I have classes teaching people how to read the Akashic records. So you can certainly Google my name. You'll find me. I'm kind of all over. And I'm Louise Eddington, louiseeddington.com, L-O-U-I-S-E-E-D-I-N-G-T-O-N, one D. And um, I'm an astrologer. I offer readings, of course, astrology readings. Uh, but I also offer a membership. And um, my membership circle is growing. I have two levels, um, which can be found at um, through my website. You can find the link to it. But what's um, changing in my membership is that I want to spend this Mercury retrograde starting to create the first um, lessons in my level one Cosmic Owl Astrology School. And my members will have access to this. Uh, but what's different is that after I've created some, the prices are going up. So if you become a member now, you can be grandfathered in at those prices. Um, so and anybody new will have to pay more, but you will stay at the levels that I have currently. So check out my memberships if you're interested in my work. I also, of course, have my two books, uh, Cosmic, uh, The Complete Guide to Astrology and Modern Astrology. They're available on all, um, all sites, including IndieBound and uh, various um, sites. And this one is number three of all astrology books. Oh, <laughs> every day at the moment, it's like, whoa. <laughs> I know it's exciting and so um, I think that's it for, for today from us um, until next time it's goodbye from Lou and goodbye from Jen